Welcome to the Breathe Easy Podcast, the podcast where we talk about anything and anything really, just because we want to. And if we talk about it, we'll get our opinions out of the way and hopefully at the end of this podcast, we'll breathe a little bit easier. Um, my name is Jeremy and today I'm joined by my co-host, David. David Yo. There we go. <laughs> so we recorded this podcast. Today is Friday. Today's Saturday, actually. We recorded a podcast on Thursday. And it was just, we decided to scrap it because it was just total like rambling. So we decided not to publish that and we're doing it again. Yeah. So we didn't want to show how dumb we were. (laughs) Yes. So now we're going to talk about the exact same things and hopefully cut down on the rambling. And we talked about video games for almost an hour. We're going to try to cut it down to at least 45 minutes. Okay. That's right. So the first thing we're going to dive into um, that we talked about last time was favorite video games of our childhood. So, David, I know we spoke about this two days ago, but um, why don't you tell the audience and enlighten me for a second time. uh, What was video gaming like in your childhood or what was your go to thing? You know, anything memorable? What was a staple of your childhood? So, um... Up until ten, when I was uh, ten years old, I didn't have anything. Didn't have a PlayStation. Yes. Didn't have like a handheld device. You're making me feel really uh, privileged. Now. You are privileged, you bitch. <laughs> you don't know how good you had it. Anyway, uh, one day I went to uh, my cousin's house and he had Grand Theft Auto Vice City, and that, that like changed my whole world of video games. It was so much fun. You just go around killing people, running people over. I didn't even play the story. I just did, like, a rampage. So, you know, after months of begging, my parents finally got me a PlayStation. And, yeah, that was the first game I ever played. Real game. Yeah, my my first GTA experience was number three. And just like you, I said, fuck the story. Let me just kill some people. Yeah. And I would do that for hours and hours and hours. And I kind of took the the shortcut route where I didn't want to do any of the fucking story. So I didn't have any of like the good weapons. So this was back when data was not saved on the console itself, like the PS3 and the PS4. Throwback, we used memory cards for PS2s. And at the time, my uncle, who finished, I want to say, half of the story mode, uh already had a big loadout of weapons and had the whole map right yeah yeah he had the whole map unlocked and at that point i just copied over his data onto my memory card and then i just had a blast from there now a short time later um i i don't know why i was subscribed to this but it's those i I believe it was called game informers where the cheats were in the back of were in the back of the book and at the time I wasn't computer savvy, so I didn't know I could look up cheats online. I'm like, fuck yeah, I got these cheats. So uh, obviously I would do, for GTA, I'd do, you know, the weapons, the armor, the car, the better handling, which in fact was not better handling at all because I couldn't fucking make a turn without flipping my car. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, just have a fucking rampage. But I've had, I had hours and hours on GTA 3, and I don't know what it was about just mass, like mindlessly killing people. I don't know how many hours I've put into that game, but it was 
my first experience with GTA and my last experience with GTA. Yeah, I got um when I bought got my PlayStation, it came in a bundle. So it was uh it came with Vice City, GTA Three, and uh, Max Payne. Like once you start off with Vice City, it's hard to go back to GTA Three. Yeah, you should have started off with GTA Three first. Yeah, I didn't know. I just I just knew I wanted to play Vice City, so. Yeah, yeah. What, so was Vice City the first game to have sex in a car, or was that GTA 3? I think they both had it. You could, like, pick up a hooker, and then if, once you stop moving the car, it would just bounce. <laughs> no, but you had to drive to a secluded place. Yeah, a secluded place. You had to, like, either drive to a cliffside or drive in a bush, and then your fucking car would just be shaking. Shake. Just your, shake. Your, your character models would just be sitting there. <laughs> just be sitting there with their hands the in their laps <laughs> you turn the camera like 180 degrees and you just see them sitting but the car is still shaking yeah car, video game sex circa 2000 what 2003 or so yeah for for me it was at least like 2003 um and then but, max Payne, which is amazing i i still like max Payne. I never played game. Max Payne. My my first experience with Mac with Max Payne was fucking Mark Wahlberg as uh, Max. That's not good. <laughs> I I watched the first five minutes of it, I think. It was not a memorable movie. No. Nah. Which is why I don't remember any of it other than Mark Wahlberg as Max Payne. Yeah. Um And the girl from that seventies show, wasn't it? What Mila was her Kunis? Name? Yeah, her. Mila Kunis was in it? I'm pretty sure she was. This is this is how much I cared about Max Payne. I don't even know who the 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 female cast in Max Payne was. I don't even know. It if was bad. In. I mean, they just. I mean, I would imagine most most of most of most of Mark Wahlberg's movies are shit anyway. What are you talking about Transformers? Yeah, yeah. The Happening. <laughs> yeah, his fucking in in the pantheon of Mark Wahlberg films, right up there is Max Payne and The Happening. <laughs> Which, I, if I remember correctly, Mac, the happening was literally people dropping dead from the trailer. People mm-hmm. just dropping dead and being rolled over by a, a lawnmower. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing of the movie was Earth retaliating against humans. Yeah. Which, I, I'm not going to say that's a shit plot, but it's a shit plot. <coughs> I mean, uh, he was in The Departed, and that was, that was good. That was a good film. The Departed was a really good film. He wasn't the lead, so I guess it doesn't count. But, but he, uh, just played, he, he just portrayed like just such a badass in that movie. Yeah, he did. He wasn't even... He wasn't even... He, he was maybe in like 20% of the film. He got cut out maybe, what, halfway through the movie because he got fired and then... Or took administrative leave and then at the... The last five minutes. Yeah. He just came in with doctor's shoes and just shot... Matt Damon. It was incredible. Yep. It was incredible. So going back to video games, for again, we're going to be talking about this for a second time. Um, my most memorable experience with video games was um, for the PS2. Mind you, I had an N64, uh, NES, SNES. I'm pretty sure I had a Sega Genesis. Jesus. Um, and they were all like hand-me-downs. So... Oh, wait, but, wait, hold on. Uh, let me clarify. I did have a system before I got a PS2. It was an Atari 2600. Yeah, you, you caught me off guard with that. Cause <laughs> I don't, is that just a joystick? 
Yeah, the joystick and add a little button. <clears throat> you played like, yes, uh, yeah. like, uh, what was Pong. that? Yeah, Pong. Pong. And like that Tarzan game. We just, there was this game yeah. on Atari, I believe. It was like the maze game where you couldn't touch the edges or something. Do you know what I'm talking about? Probably. I probably have it. I'm sure you do. If, if you still have the Atari thing. Yeah, it's in my basement, just locked up. Yeah, so uh, my, my first memorable, not memorable, but just rewinding, I would play um, Mario, six, Mario 64, mm-hmm. where you jump into the paintings. That was a pretty fun game. Um, and then for some reason, I had like a bootleg PS1, so I could only play bootleg games. It was like modded. So I couldn't play at the actual games, but I guess it was a way for me to get games from other people, have them copied, and then I would be able to play them. But thinking back to it now, there was no PS1 game that actually like drew my attention. I Fast had, forward to uh, PS1 games, but mm-hmm. I never had a PS1. So my, my parents bought them, didn't understand that they couldn't be put into a computer. So they just sat there for years. <laughs> Did you put them into the PS2 when you yeah, got Yeah, eventually. I, fi- I figured out that was a PS1 game at that point. I'm, but I'm pretty sure you couldn't like downgrade from the the graphics of Vice City and then go back to virtually 8-bit of PS1. Wow, I mean, at that time, I only had three games for the longest time for PS2, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I just took whatever yeah. I could. This is true. Um, so for me, fast forward to... From bootleg games to now having an actual PS2, my dad was... He just came home one day because he was at the casino at the time and he used his points to buy me a PS2. Mm-hmm. And the first title that he bought me was Dynasty Warriors 3, which is a hack and slash game uh, based on the, the warring, the era of the Three Kingdoms in China, but it's a fucking Japanese game, whatever. Um, but I don't know how many hours I spent on that game. Like I did the story mode, I did free mode for no reason, just to like, you know, get the upgrades of weapons and stuff but but me being a loser i was like i guess enamored with that environment and for i don't know it was just such like a monumental game for me i don't know why it was just hack and slash so there's no real in-depth story mode mm-hmm. but i fucking loved it me being 10 or 11 years old when i got it, yeah, it was to the point to the point where i would get four five and six and then me realize like it didn't matter that all the stages were all the same, just different map design, different you know character models and stuff. But the story mode was always the fucking same, even to now. I'm pretty sure at this at the time of this recording, Dynasty Warriors Nine oh, it's at came nine. out a few months. It's at nine now, and I'm pretty sure it's the same story mode, maybe a few more characters, but um, it definitely fell off. Yeah, definitely. I, I believe now they're trying to do like a free mode, like an open world mm. atmosphere, and it it completely like f- fell off. Like it's probably the worst out of all of them in terms of reviews of what I read. It's hard to do the same game nine times. I'm su- I'm surprised they're still doing like the same story mode all the time with every single character. It's always like for those who have played, it's always Yellow Turban Rebellion, Hulao Gate, fucking Heifei. Wuzang Plains, and those are like the monumental maps, and they just rehash them every 
two, three, four years whenever they come out. So, so um, why don't you list just <laughs> just list a couple of other games for all platforms or specifically PS2? Anything like early on that meant a lot that you look Mental. back with nostalgia. Um, sad to say, I didn't own Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, same. I didn't own it. Um, in terms of old school gaming, I would have to say Mario 64. Just because I loved running around and getting the hat that made you fly around. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't finish the game. And I was stuck on the same fucking painting all the goddamn time. Because at the time, man, I just wanted to have fun. I was like, fuck your story. <clears throat> um... The next one would probably be the Assassin's Creed, um, one, two, and three. Uh, I don't know. It was just something about the parkour aspect, the assassinations, and the open world that just made the world seem so vast. Two is really good. The whole two series, two Brotherhood and Revelations, was really good. Mm-hmm. And then it fell off towards three, and then I said, "Fuck four, five, six, seven, whatever title it's on now." Yeah. Just because now. I think the whole thing that caught my attention was the storyline of Desmond Miles. The the main character, they access his memories, and that was that. But then they killed off Desmond in I, number three. I really wish they didn't do it like that, though. <clears throat> like, the futuristic aspect of it. If they just kept the game in the past without this bullshit, you know, animus things. Yeah, yeah, I would have yeah. liked it more. I, I could have done with that, but... Since Desmond was built into, I don't want to say the mythology, but since he was built into one, yeah, I became accustomed of him being part of the story. And then when they killed him off, then in number four, you're not Desmond Miles. You're just some like person who accesses um, the guy in number four. You just access his memories and then you relive them. Yeah. And at that point, it's like there's, you feel disconnected from it because now the i want to say the main character your main point of entry is now gone all right what if you get what, what i'm saying no i get it uh i i want to say super smash brothers but i didn't have any friends back then but super smash brothers could be part of it um mortal kombat i was not a fan of mortal kombat uh, I had, granted i had i had it for the i want to say sega genesis or something but for me, the, the fatalities and, like, the execution of buttons, like, the button mashing of it, I could never understand. I even had the whole, the, the fucking gamepad. You know I'm talking about? The big joystick and the six buttons? Yeah, yeah. I had that for, I think, the Genesis. And I, I just couldn't get into it because at the time, I was just so young, I couldn't understand the button mashing of it. Oh, man. Fast forward to now, even now, I can't do, like, those 2D, like, side-scrolling fight games like if i play against my brother it'll just be like him like uh down kicking me so i fall down and every time (laughs) i get back up he just spams it and i can't do anything and i get pissed off and i fucking throw the control on the other side of the room jesus yeah so games like that street fighter mortal kombat was not to play for me or injustice need for speed uh injustice is fine oh need need for speed hot pursuit too that was I didn't one. do not. I didn't do. Hard. I did underground too. Uh, you always you could mod mod the cars and be a ricer. I know. You're always late. It it got you to have, the point. You have all these consoles, but you're late to the video games. 
I I had Underground 2. I had Underground. And I I guess I was spoiled in this way where my uncle bought me the um the the steering wheel and stuff for it. Not that I actually used it. Damn. I mean, dude. I did kind of use it, but I just used the controller default. Um and then I think Most Wanted came out. And I was expecting it to be like Need for Speed 2. And it totally wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. And I think my love for that game just kind of died down because now the game is outdated. I've done all you could do. I think I completed the storyline. I, I mean, it used to be fun when you were a kid, especially uh, Need for Speed Underground because uh, Fast and Furious was big. Yes, yes, yes. But now, like, I remember sp- uh, uh, it was like ra- it's racing sims that are big. Yeah. Forza whole, 7. Like Forza, yeah. yeah. Forza, Gran Turismo. Project Cars. I just, I think I just, after Underground, I just completely left the racing game industry. Mm-hmm. It was just, it wasn't fun for me. But I remember like when you said when Fast and Furious was out, I bought the Nissan Skyline and I modded it in a way that it looked exactly like Paul Walker's Skyline <laughs> in uh, Fast, Too Fast, Too Furious. It yeah. was great. It was great. For the most part, like for that entire game, I was like driving a fucking Porsche. I was like blue. I had no mods on it. It was the most ugliest car. I I, um, mean, I was happy with like the Honda or whatever you start off with. I think I started off with a Porsche. It was like a like a blue hatchback. I I just remember you know I had a about. really slow car, and then I was just happy putting the side skirts and like the uh, the lights under it. The lights is what made the game for me. Yeah, the, lights. the lights. I put that shit on a Hummer. <laughs> Granted, it wasn't the fastest car. It no. was the slowest car in my garage, but I still loved it because it was a Hummer. Rip Paul Walker, by the way. Rip Paul Walker. It, it's when did he die? Twenty fourteen. Yeah. Oh my god. Just like such a staple in our childhood. Now he's like, like they, I, I feel like they should have cut Fast and the Furious right there when he died. He like his last movie should have been the last one, but of course, no, they you know, they gotta when, do it in space money time <laughs> they got to do it in space it's going to be like armageddon there's like a a meteor and asteroid <laughs> coming and the government's like who do we got they, who do we have we have the rock and vin diesel let's send them to space they gotta drive the cars onto the meteor and then you find out there's like a like aliens living on there and they also race and they do drag <laughs> racing across the asteroid one last ride <laughs> one last ride and then they find if if all if this becomes a movie, I want to see um, Vin Diesel with a nuclear bomb, and he goes out. He goes out like a boss, like Bruce Willis in Armageddon. He just blows himself up with the nuke. If that becomes a movie, we better get some uh, royalties. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Ideas by Jeremy and David. <laughs> uh, now another game that I'm thinking about. I just thought of this. Dragon Ball Z. Oh, yeah. Budokai 3. I had Uh, Budokai 1, Budokai 2, and Budokai 3. I had 2 and 3. Let me tell you, I cried playing Budokai 1 because I could not beat Frieza. (laughs) Really? Yeah. I I don't know how many times I tried to beat Frieza. And when I finally beat her, it was just like, whatever. Beat him. It was like, whatever. Yeah. Then fast forward to two. The fun Kid two Boo was fun. Was hard and two. That was the I struggle. never. I I can't even remember Budokai two. I think my the the thing I remember most was Budokai three. 
because they introduced Super Saiyan 4. Yeah. And they gave a little, like, dick tickle with the GT stuff in there. Yeah. Like Omega Shenron and all that stuff, but... You could do Super I, Saiyan 4 uh, fusion. Super Saiyan 4 fusion. You can fucking do, like, weird fusions between, like, Yamcha and Tien. Yeah. That was weird. And you can also fuck up this... Uh, fuck up the the fusions if you press like the wrong button so you get like the fat the fat, the fat gogeta uh the fat go tanks or whatever i like um, I, the planet destructions it was like if you planet. threw if you threw a spirit bomb you would like go out to the planet and see like a giant explosion yeah 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 i more i tried to play one or two so backtrack essentially, and I'm like, I can't do these graphics. Yeah, I really can't do these graphics. Then uh, Tenkaichi came out, which is the next iteration after Budokai Three. I played a lot. I wasn't, of that. I wasn't used to the 3D aspect of it. So then I kind, I kind of dropped the game. And so I definitely, I definitely missed out on like all the next Dragon Ball Zs. Yeah, I, I missed out on a lot of burst um, limit. Uh, yeah. What's the newer ones? The newer Tenkaichi ones? Uh, I don't know about the Tenkaichi, but I know there's the Xenoverse one. Xenoverse, yeah. And then they took it a step back just recently with Fighter Z. Yeah. Now it, it looks more of like manga drawn. It's less computer. It's less CGI looking. And I believe they took it back to um a 2D fighting space. But because of that whole like 3D fighting aspect, I missed out on Dragon Ball and I missed out on Naruto. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they, for some reason, they felt like 3D fighting was the way to go, but like I couldn't do it. It was okay. I mean, it's not like it wasn't like competitive. For us, it wasn't competitive, but people played that competitively. Dragon Ball Z? No, not Dragon Ball. Like Tenkaichi, that kind of thing. Oh. I'm pretty sure they did. If you look up on Twitch right now, I'm sure there's like shitty tournaments where like 25 people are in attendance. But definitely, but definitely for Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter, there's no, yeah, tournaments different. for that. I guess, yeah. Now I wanted to fast forward to leaving games of our childhood. Well, do you, do you have any games of your childhood other than Vice City, Max Payne? Uh, I got Kingdom Hearts. Back when oh. you could go to the library and uh and rent it out. I, yes, I played that yes. for like three weeks. No, don't say yes. You didn't have to experience that. I'm saying yes to Kingdom Hearts. I'm not saying yes to the library. <laughs> yes, I, 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 I owned Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. Did you know they did that though? Did what? They had video games that you could borrow. At the library? Yeah. 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 I never did that shit though. Because I would, I, I would never return them. I think to this day I still have a, a a fee, a balance on my library card. And at that point I just said, fuck this, and I never went to the library ever again. <laughs> but yeah, Kingdom Hearts. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot, I just can't remember it. San Andreas, Rip. I know it didn't count, but I put a lot of hours into that. Yeah, I never played San Andreas. All I just know is it's, it's the first game where a black man could swim and ride a bike. That's right. Ride a bike. Both true. And I, I couldn't help but think, are they saying that white people can't swim? Or are they saying black people can swim in water? Or did Rockstar 
just suddenly decide, you know what would be good? There's a lot of water in our games, but they all drown. Let's implement <laughs> swimming for the first time yeah. in 2006. It's not that hard a concept. I don't know why it took them so long. But, uh, yeah. Because maybe they were like, you know what? People aren't interested in swimming. Let's just reset them. Yeah, we have boats, but, you know, God forbid you want to jump out of it, you're just going to die. <laughs> That's what made the game. It's like uh, the... What is it? The floor is lava challenge? Just think of it, if we do a throwback, the floor is water. You instantly drown and you die, <laughs> so you gotta jump onto something. Uh, God of War. That was fun. Never played that. I never played Kratos. One, I played 1, 2, and 3. Um, I, guess, I guess the other ones aren't that important since I don't remember it. I Another game that I, I'm thinking about now that was like memorable was not on console it was my, the first iteration of um uh shit it was like a lord of the rings game a battle for middle earth i did have a lord of the rings games though the original I ones i think i had two towers i had two towers and uh return of the king i never had return of the king but i i played that to completion i think my iteration of two towers but then i moved on to uh, PC game because I just received a hand-me-down PC mm -hmm. and this was back when I had 56k and You needed a Pentium to play video games Mind you now we have i7s and stuff, but back then you you could not You you had to have a Pentium Pen at least a Pentium 3 to play roller coaster tycoon Pentium was the shit back then I could not, like, Pentium is, like, the bane of my existence if I think back to it because I was just so fucking poor and my parents knew nothing of it. So, I received this hand-me-down. I think I, it, it was finally a Pentium 3 because the longest time I was rocking, like, a Pentium 1 and I could fucking play, like, Minesweeper. Mm -hmm. And it was uh, an RTS game and it essentially, it, you mapped out the entire course of Lord of the Rings 1, 2, and 3. And it was, that was probably the most fun at the time with PC gaming I had. Mm -hmm. And then eventually I moved on to MapleStory, which is fuck 8-bit game made by Koreans. And it was the pinnacle of a lot of Asian kids' childhood back from like 2005 to whenever the fuck MapleStory decided to become irrelevant. I never played Maple Story. I didn't even know it was a thing until you said you brought it up when we first met. Maple Story was, it took up a lot of time. I would sometimes, this was during school, I would play until like six in the morning and then my dad would be like, you gotta fucking go to sleep. Mm -hmm. Wait, you can't go to sleep because you have school in an hour. I'm like, oh shit. I mean, if, but, I feel like that's like the, uh, the copycat version of RuneScape. We just level would, up your skills and it was I, I don't wanna say I'm gonna say this right now. I, I don't know what it is still. Maple story? Yeah. It's essentially a grind intensive game with items and that's it. That's all it is. You you fight monsters for fucking five hours and you get five percent of your XP meter up and hope to God that you get some drops that's relevant to your class. Mm -hmm. There was no crafting. Like there was in RuneScape, I believe. Crafting. Um, I don't know what other stuff was essential to RuneScape, but it was. There's you so had much. scrolls. You had scrolls. You had a free market. Uh, 
the aftermarket that bumps up the prices for everything. Item drops, monster killing, was party quests, and that was it. Was the free market uh, like a working economy? Just like a, a bunch of people just going and trying to sell their shit or trade. Yeah, exactly. So you'd have um, 20 different channels in a single server to disperse everybody who was playing in that one specific specific server. Yeah. But channel one was the channel to go to the free market because you'd have people jumping up and down and spamming like uh, S less than symbol this weapon followed by like just spamming the ads and just jumping up and down and now I think they've done away with it I don't know why which is why I think people stop playing MapleStory because just in terms of video games in general I think if you change something that people love so much about the game yeah they'll leave it that's what happened with runescape they had uh two worlds world one and two was just for trading mm-hmm. and then they d- yeah. they put in this uh grand exchange system where you didn't just stand around typing things anymore you just put your item into it and say you're selling it for this much and then it would match it with someone else's but then it would yeah, limit yeah. how much you could trade you can't just give people money anymore that sucks yeah the, the, that was the downfall story- my experience with Maple Story is that you had to have hours and hours and hours of grinding before you can get, you know, to level from fucking 54 to 55. But, like, within the last eight years or so, they hashed out, like, a new patch that made leveling up so much easier. And they essentially did away with a lot of features. And that's, I think, that's what turned a lot of people off to Maple Story. Mm-hmm. And that's why I left Maple Story. And. I don't even know what the fuck I played after that. Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Call of Duty 2. Uh, Modern Warfare 2 was like the best Call of Duty game I've probably ever played. Be- minus best multiplayer. Modern Warfare 1. Best multiplayer, yes. Modern Warfare 1, great storyline. Modern Warfare 2, great multiplayer. <laughs> okay. As long as you have that spike in there. Yeah, okay. Um, so we just had an intermittent break because David had to do something. So we were talking about Modern Warfare uh, 1 and 2. So what was your experience with those those two games? Uh, I had one for a little bit, but then it was two that really me and my friend just like played hours of. Uh, we would He would come over to my place. I had like two TVs. He'd bring his PlayStation. We'd be like right next to each other playing multiplayer for like hours and like we do the thing where um that's when killstreaks were at its probably best where he i would go uh, ac 130 and he'd go chopper gunner which would totally defeat the purpose of if you put the two together i know but uh it was fun we called it dp the double penetration all right, what a what a fucking great name! If, for two if you didn't streets. die from AC one thirty, Chopper Gunner got you. You're one of those dicks. Hell yeah, dude! It was, one of those, and I, we were both I don't really good. It, I don't want to call it screen looking, but that's essentially what it was. What do you mean? No, we we're on the same team, bro. I guess, but I feel maybe I'm just spewing bullshit when I say it's like two people on multiplayer on the same team. I don't know. Maybe I'm just an idiot. Two really good people. 
Hey, we never Maybe lose. Maybe two really good people. Yeah, I had um, I had a clan going, and every single day after school, we would play from like five p.m. to like twelve a.m. from from Modern Warfare Two, and it was just straight like the same people. Yep. Or we would like swap in and out people with the clan, and just constantly just do like quick scoping intervention. Or we'd be dicks. My favorite loadout was the Riot Shield C4 and Scavenger Pro and a Thumper. Mm-hmm. For those who don't know, that's like all explosives. And I fucking loved it because that's like the, the best troll build for Modern Warfare if you're not going fucking Commando Lightweight Pro, <laughs> which essentially has you run really fast and you can do lunges. You just lunges. stab people. <laughs> you just stab people with lunges. It was great. I loved it. I love that. Yeah, that was good. But at when they came out with like Black Ops and Modern Warfare Three, that's when my love for the game started to die. I don't, for that franchise, I think modern, after Modern Warfare Two, when I tried Black Ops, I'm like, ah, I don't like it. Yeah, everything from that point kind of went down, and it wasn't, it wasn't for me anymore. It was just the 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 playstyle of the game. Yeah, just seemed so drastically different. I don't know if the experience was for you the same, but I felt like you could die a lot more easily in the future games than Modern Warfare 2. I I remember I didn't enjoy Black Ops, the online aspect of it. Zombies was fun, but after that, I just felt like there's no reason for me to get Modern Warfare 3 or any of the newer ones. Oh, so you didn't waste your money like I did? No, I didn't. No, good for you, because at least you had the fucking foresight to not waste 60 bucks on a new game. It was terrible. At least you didn't buy, like, Call of Duty kills, right? No, 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 no. I don't think I had any of that. Yeah. After Modern Warfare 3, I stopped purchasing them. Yeah. Um, just also because my friends also dropped out of playing Call of Duty as often, so there's that. And then we all moved towards League of Legends. I think a big reason why we stopped before, before I started playing League of Legends is a... Uh, there's way too much hacking on the PS3, at least. It just ruined the I game. I didn't experience hacking until after I left for a time because everyone was gone. And then I just went to log back in to see what, you know, the game culture, if it was still the same, if the hacking was prominent. It was prominent, all right. Yeah. It was prominent. People were fucking jumping 250 feet in the air with an intervention. I'm like, okay, let me turn this shit off. It just ruined the game. Yeah, it, it definitely... Like, how sad it. must your life be that you have to hack the game? Just fuck around. Like if anything, just ha- hack a single player, and you'll probably have just as much fun as hacking a multiplayer game. Yeah. There's less chances of you ruining a game for other people, and there's less chances of you getting fucking banned. But I guess I digress, because the game's dunzo so yeah we ain't playing that anymore i played battlefield 3 a lot that was like the game in between modern warfare 2 and league of legends i think i played bad company online which uh, i think yes. 3 was the best like at its height battlefield was my first exposure to bullet drop yeah same with sniping you can like tag people and then you can see like the arrow above their head and then you can go for the, the long range kill but you had to you had to account for fucking bullet drop and I'm like what is this game what fuck this game and then you know then everyone started incorporating bullet drop 
Fortnite, PUBG. Because fuck Call of Duty. We want realism. Um, you mentioned uh, League of Legends. Yep. What, what was your experience with that? Ah, uh, God. Too many hours wasted. <laughs> was it... Do you view it as more cons? Uh, no, it was, it was probably the best online. Maybe as good as RuneScape was. It didn't have that addicting quality that RuneScape had, but if you, had the, if you were playing with friends, like, you could legit play for hours. Like, maybe 10 or 12. My, in college, we played League of Legends from, like, 5 p.m. to maybe 2 a.m. every single day. We'd just see each other the next day and just rage at each other <laughs> who was the most... Who fucking threw that last game for us? And uh, you're the one who uh, got me hooked. Yes. I yes. resisted. I, I knew I didn't, I didn't want to play it. But you kept pushing. Dude, it's because at the time, nobody was on that league bandwagon. I know. I, so the the, the me, way I you talked about it, you were like so enthusiastic about it. And because I'm a yeah. dick, I had to be like, nah. I can't give Jeremy the satisfaction. The satisfaction of like... It wasn't even like... In the back of your mind, you're like, this seems like a really good game, but because this little fucking kid <laughs> is asking me to play... I can't I'm do it. No. <laughs> I can't do it. The ego. I can't give him the satisfaction. I, gotta get, I, I can't satisfy that glimmer in his eye. I gotta make him puppy. <laughs> yeah, I, got, I gotta make him die a bit. Those, those puppy dog eyes. I wanna see them all and then right, I'll say right. yes. Slow down there. Pu Fuck your you. puppy dog eyes. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Get the ugliest size I've ever seen. Wow. Are you saying is it because I'm Asian? <laughs> you, are you being a racist? Maybe. Hello? I'm just kidding. No, you're not. Eh. All right. So, <laughs> what were you saying? <laughs> oh, um, for me, because I was asking you, it was because I had no friends who played League of Legends at the time. I had stopped playing League of Legends because at the time, I think I first got onto it. Um, for all you League people, that when Anivia first came out, and that was, I, I want to say 2014 or 2012 or something like that, then League had a resurgence of, like, all these new fucking people wanting to play. Oh, have you heard of League of Legends? I'm like, I think I played this game before, and then I did. I'm like, oh, okay, time to go back in. I already have login and everything. And um, that's when I started asking David to play, and found out other people in our college played so we played and that was our like team yeah and then some of our other friends came in some a lot of uh came and went mind you we only had like a slot for five because it's a 5v5 game yeah so we had to like swap people out or we had to say fuck you play tomorrow or you know all that other stuff but that game definitely provided us hours and hours of teamwork because there's no voice comms and you, re and you rely on your teammates you for people who don't play heavily if you, if yeah. one player is not doing well uh it's just it's just hard to carry that other person and it could bring the whole team down just just let it be noted if you have a shitty player on your team more or less you you might as well just ff forfeit and hope to god you get a no player or at least fill up every single slot with someone that you know so you trust their ability yeah and the thing is if you're playing with friends <laughs> and you know they're bad <laughs> like you, you only have two options you could quit the game uh, forfeit the game 
or just keep playing knowing that you're going to lose. <laughs> yeah. The amount of times Jeremy tried to quit the game <laughs> or, or forfeit I, the game, but we kept saying no. Yes. And which still resulted in a loss, mind you. Yeah, I'd say Fucking like 90% loss. of the time we lose. It's essentially, you You guys didn't, either you kept saying no to my forfeit because you're a dick or because you thought we had a chance. I'm like, there's no fucking way we're going to win. And there are cha- there are instances where we win when I try to forfeit the game. Yeah. But those games go on to like 50 to 60 minutes. And at that time, it's like, is it worth it? Because I can just reset and go into another game if we forfeit it at 20 minutes. But no, we dragged it up for another half hour. You'd be like, uh, who said no? And I'd be like, I didn't do it. But it was I actually did it. <laughs> it it would be like a we got this what one yes to four no's and used to be like no it wasn't me like oh okay all right that yes was mine. <laughs> we did ha- we do have this one friend his name's Billy and I he's a, he's gonna be on the next podcast hopefully but. Just a short preview of what's to come. He's the type of motherfucker that thinks he can go into a 1v5 and come out unscathed and kill everybody. Um, what actually happens is the complete opposite. He deals no damage and completely gets CC chained and blown up. And he'd be like, oh, I didn't know. You know, I thought you guys were right behind Dude, me. Dude, I messed up. <laughs> Give me another chance. Let's do it again. Well, let's run it back. Let's run it back. He typed to the enemy T uh, one more time. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't end come on back off back off he'd just be like the guy who would think he's just excels in every single champion when he's actually in fact shit but you know we like to have him around as the comedic relief yeah but when we're actually doing good there's been multiple occasions where he throws our games completely and I kick him out of the sky. This was back when we were using Skype and not Discord. I would just instantly, because I was the host, I would instantly just kick him out before he started talking, before the game started. I kick him out any instance we got. Whatever. Sure. Yeah. I don't even know where we left off because we had to take a quick little two second break because David. I think could you're do complaining something. about uh, Billy. Yes, Billy. Yeah, he's he's a scrub. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah, let's just, just end it there. Let's uh, just let's, end let's, it there. Just uh, real quick, just talk about the downfall of why we stopped playing. Uh, I, I honestly, I think it was the constant meta changes. Which yeah, that definitely. The constant it. meta changes. So we had to play some roles completely differently. The rollout of new champions, the nerfs and the buffs of specific weapons, which that is integral to a game. But I think just for us, since we've put so many hours into the game it also got boring i mean i remember uh, how strong they made supports and it'd be like impossible to kill like their adc because they yes. had so many heals so many sh- uh shields and there was they were like big shields too like you can't do anything yeah so also like the pe- the people who log in on our friends let's just slowly kind of dwindled as yeah. time went by they're, they're cancer we would just be arguing half the time yeah, and I think at that point we just moved on to like play our known's battlegrounds, which we played for a good year. David Again, less. that was uh, a struggle for me to join. That was another what? game Jeremy asked me the, and it took me a while to buy it. Well, why? Why did it take you a while to get the hang of it? Because it, it was thirty bucks. <laughs> oh, so you're. I didn't want to pay for cheap. that. 
I mean, but it's a good thing that I did because it was really fun. Yeah, it's fun. And then, but now it's like, nobody plays PUBG anymore because the world went into Fortnite. I think if you were a hardcore PUBG fan and you still love the game, you know, good for you. But I think a lot of people fell off with the, the constant glitches of the game. Yeah, and the fact that it takes them forever to release new content. Yeah, the it's and been the, a year or more or less. It's been a year since PUBG came out or at least since I started playing. And there's just still so many bugs with the game. They, for some reason, they quickly pumped it out to Xbox, which God knows why they did money probably money um and i'm pretty sure xbox still has glitches and shit too because now yeah, they're dealing with it on two platforms instead of just one with all the glitching and stuff they're pumped their i think their ideology was more like their mindset was let's pump out more contact and content and maybe they'll forget about the glitches and stuff but yeah we had i think we had some good times on there we, it was a good game that you could like really troll with Yes. We'd yeah. do some stupid shit like Mad Max where we'd uh we'd all get cars and try to run people over. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a great it was a great game for trolling. You can't do that in Fortnite cuz there's no vehicles. Um huh. the one instance of PUBG that pops into my head is uh me sitting in the back of a Jeep hiding and then a with US. someone else yeah in yeah, in a US and because at the time it was third person mode if I'm running up to the car, you can't see anyone else who could potentially be in the car. So I stayed in the car and someone else got in and then I just just panned him. I just swung my pan over the back of his head and I killed him. <laughs> it was the greatest time of PUBG I've ever had. I could have like a, I could have 200 wins on PUBG, but still that one instance of me just panning someone in the back of the head waiting cuz I spent like 10 15 minutes in that car waiting for someone and it paid off and we were all watching i loved it he was so the much. last man standing <laughs> i loved it so much it was great it was great i feel like if i could go back i could go back to PUBG now and still have the same enjoyment yeah but i guess now the move though the world is moving on to fortnite which god knows why i mean i'm playing it now but i it's taking me a while to get comfortable to play the game and to even like the game. I haven't really been playing anything. Why don't you play Fortnite with us? Because no one invites me, for one. <laughs> well, um, well, okay, after this podcast, let's play Fortnite. Uh, not, I can't do today, but... Because I have to hit the gym and then go to work. Oh, rip. But I could do any other day. Alright. Uh, wait, what was I saying? Man, I don't even know. You want to move on to the next topic? Uh, yeah, we can just or move you, on. I, or, I was just going to say, I, I only play Minesweeper. Well, I listen to podcasts, like uh, Bobby Lee's podcast, which is hilarious. And Tiger then, uh, Belly. Tiger, Tiger Belly. Belly. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. And I just really play Minesweeper. That's you legit. Just play my, you just play Minesweeper on your regular day? Yeah. Your day-to-day -day basis? Like, I if I come home, I'll just put on a podcast, play Minesweeper, or I'll custom League of Legends. So I don't have to deal with people. I haven't, I haven't booted up League of Legends since February of this year. I, I gave it a, a good two months where I didn't even touch it. But then the last couple of days, I just do that. Sometimes I like to um, just log in to see when my last played game was and then I log off. I, I mean, Just to see if I can keep the streak going. Yeah. 
<laughs> do you? Mm-hmm. How long has it has been? I think I looked at yours. It's been, like, since March, right? Yeah, something like that. And I don't even find enjoyment of playing the game anymore. Yeah, uh, real quick. Also, um, I do buy other games. Like, I bought games on Steam that were on discount. Like, uh, Assassin's Creed 4. I played it for, like, five minutes. I'm like, oh, God, this is so boring. Yeah. I, I, I don't I, find enjoyments like I used to. Or maybe either, there isn't any good games. I think it's because we're getting old. It's just that we don't find enjoyment of games anymore as much as we used to. Yeah. Do you feel that? Like, there's there's lots of games that I've bought on Steam for sale. It could be, like, 5 bucks, 10 bucks. Yeah. When original price is, like, 60 or 30 at the time. I play it, like you said, for half hour, hour. I'm like, okay, turn this shit off. I mean, it. I think there's exceptions to that. Like, if there's a new Elder Scrolls, you bet your ass I'm going to play the shit out of that. I, I can't do Elder Scrolls. But no, I'm just saying, like, that's the exception. I could play. That's the game that, if it were to come out today, I, I would literally drop everything. And I could play it for hours. I can't do that. This is how I know I'm getting old. It's I prefer to play board games than actual video games. Yeah. So I, I much prefer to play Catan over some fucking shitty Steam sale game that I yeah. bought just because it has more enjoyment. You have actual like human interaction and all that stuff. No, I agree. Like That's why I play Minesweeper. It's just like a simple game. And yeah, like, you can play like short periods of time. Sometimes simplicity is better than all this fucking open world quest. You can you can have all the animal skins if you you know if you collect all the animal skins you can get unlimited health. It's like all that shit. Yeah, is great and all, but you know, give me fucking. But a, we've done a deck it of all. Cards. Give me a deck of cards and I'll play. You know, thirteen, which for those who don't know is like fucking Vietnamese poker or whatever the fuck. <laughs> You'll play 13 by yourself. <laughs> I can't I can't do that. <laughs> but you know what I mean. It's just like I the know, simple games. Simple games I prefer over these these Now you're telling me that I can fly in, you know, fucking Batman? Like no, just just give me Catan and I'll be good. Yeah. Next topic? Yeah, sure. Uh you know what? We just we can just talk briefly about I guess cultural appropriation. I guess um, with the whole for those who don't know cultural appropriation, the most uh, I guess best use of that word is whitewashing, having white people uh, play Asians or essentially taking roles f uh, that are meant for people of color and portraying them as white people in the actual film or stuff. Uh, quick what you, quick yeah. disclaimer. As a white guy, uh, I, I wouldn't say I'm not sensitive or insensitive to this subject, but for the most part, there is part of me that's like, I don't care. Oh, me neither. But, me but neither. ever since I went to UMass Boston uh, and I met all these Asian people, I became more... Uh, aware of my ignorance i would say when it came when it comes to subjects like this uh i would say the same as well but just because i'm aware of it doesn't mean i care more of it care more about it yeah <laughs> um the only time i don't care more I... but like you know what i'm saying like i get it i, I see where people yes. are coming from yes like for me cultural appropriation i really don't care about it 
Um, if you take Ghost in the Shell, who was played by Scarlett, yeah, Scarlett Johansson, or if you take the Ancient One in Doctor Strange, and they replace a Tibetan man with Tilda Swinton, a white woman, <laughs> I don't give a shit about that. I, as long as you either. tell the yeah, <laughs> as long as you tell the story, it's fine. The only problem I had with whitewashing in one specific instance was the Last Airbender, where everyone was fucking white. Yeah, that was annoying. That was, it was terrible. Fuck, fuck M. Night Shyamalan, okay? <laughs> Avatar was, it's literally based in like, it's drawn kind of anime style. It's, it has it's like in the Asian, Asian universe. Yeah. You know, like. Fire I, Nation is Japan. Yeah, Fire Nation is Japan. They, Earth, they uh, made them Indians. But like. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I didn't understand that part. Uh, I believe the water tribe could be like. Um, like Eskimos yeah Eskimos <laughs> Let, let's call it for what Eskimos uh, Earth Earth Kingdom I, I want to say is like kind of like Chinese people yeah I was going to say China and then airbenders are Tibetans because they kind of live in the mountain Tibet, Nepal or whatever I don't want to be sound ignorant or whatever but like that's what I would assign them right Tibetan, Nepal but everyone in that film was fucking white I know. Minus the Indian people, yeah. and they changed they changed the pronunciation of Ong. fucking Ang Ong Ong. Fuck M Night. He had a reason for that. You wanted to sound yeah, more authentic. authentic. If you want to be more authentic, fucking why is everyone white? Cast the right people. Yeah. Yeah. Please, please. Um, he killed the series. I, oh, the, it's like, terrible. The film for film, like they can't do another film. Oh, definitely not. And also. Just an aside, the plot of that film was so bad. Ugh. They squeezed the first three or four episodes into the first five minutes. Did you watch that film? I watched parts of it, and then I realized how bad it was. I just had to give it up. I snuck into that movie while waiting for another movie, and I left five minutes later because I'm like, I can't believe they had the audacity to put this shit on film. I know. And put it into theaters. It was, it was terrible. Um... But I wanted to talk about, this is months late, um, the white girl who wore that Chinese traditional dress to prom. And it was blown out, in my opinion, it was blown out of proportion. I don't know why. Big time. Big time. It shouldn't have even caught the attention. It was on the news. I don't understand why it was on the news. But, you know, I guess Asian Americans, it's, it's not even Asians. Like, Chinese people... When I guess, because I ran our coat, Chinese people were ecstatic that a white woman was wearing a Chinese dress. Uh, across the sea, now in North America, Asian Americans feel the need that they want to be disgusted and upset that a white girl is wearing their stuff. And I read an article about, you know, the white gatekeeper and all that stuff of why, why are white people the standard that why do they set the standard of what's uh appropriate of you know what's acceptable in public so again we talked about this on the last podcast that we scrapped uh bun me bun me kind of stinks because it uses fish sauce but now fucking everybody loves bun me yeah right i fucking enjoy a good bun me i had one yesterday i mean to Uh, be fair uh I like I I didn't have start having bun me because all my white friends you know were starting to eat it. It's because you guys, my Asian friends, introduced me. I, 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 I probably still wouldn't have known what it was. 
it's a delicious sandwich, but you have to get through that. It's not it's not a bad smell. It's just a unique smell. Yeah. Um so if we apply this to the dress or um I kind of get that point. Like yeah, that I get it. But I get it. She's like what? 17, 18. Yeah, going to prom. She's, she's not even thinking about anything like that. It's just some girl, you know, trying to have fun. Wearing a but dress think, she thinks is cute. But the, I think the whole thing is that, like, Asian people are the kind of, like, the model minorities. Like, they don't say anything. They kind of just let things go. But now there's a, re, a resurgence. Not a resurgence, but there is an emergence of Asian social justice warriors. But But just let me give a one line to those people. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right. It's you can't bitch about everything. It's it, the girl literally said she wanted to go. She went into a thrift shop, saw the dress and she wanted to wear it because it looked pretty. Yeah. And their whole backup thing was, why does she get to wear one? And she's in a picture with all these other people putting their hands together, bowing. Mind you, it was a fucking vape nation. Thing. Yeah, the V, the V N. Yeah, fucking shout out to Vape Nation and Papa Bless. <laughs> but they just they were just like taking it out of context, and I, like I'm kind of butchering the article now. But it's like Asian people, Asian Americans feel like they can't wear something out in public without them being questioned or looked at or you know what have you. Like having that sense of like insecurity. Mm-hmm. While Asian, while white people can freely put on whatever they want and not be questioned about it because they're the quote unquote like trendsetters, they're the white gatekeepers. And my message to the Asian people are, why the fuck do you care? Yeah. Why do you care what other people think about you? Be upset you know, like, about something that matters. <laughs> like, like she's not, she's in, not being disrespectful. She wasn't. She liked the dress and she wore it. Like. I understand that it's like a traditional thing and for Asians and you wear it to like special ceremonies and stuff like that. I get that. And that's the ignorance of her. But that's that's not like that's not the message. That's not why people are being upset. According to the the, the article that I read, it was that Asian people feel like they can't wear their own cultural stuff without being questioned. Meanwhile, an outsider is wearing their stuff and it's okay. Yeah, I don't know any Asian that really would that would actually get upset by that. Me that, neither. I, I want to know where all these Asian one people person reside. Who got mad? But oh, who who got mad? Daphne. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She did get mad. I I can't remember why, but she did get mad. I can't either. And, and like, I can't convince those people not to be mad, but I can tell them it's like you know. Why is this something to get upset about? You know, there's other things to get upset about that's more drastic than a girl wearing a fucking dress to prom. And there's this blurred line now with social justice warriors where they think they can bitch about anything that they see as unjust. And it's like, dude, just take a chill pill. Take yeah. a chill pill. It could, it, it maybe, it might as well be a case of cultural appropriation. Yeah. But meanwhile, fucking other... Other issues should be addressed other than a fucking girl wearing a dress to prom. Like, that just should not have got news. But, you know, that's just my take on it. I'd say one good thing came out of it. And it was Which all those memes. More of the memes. It's like, 
uh, I don't. What was what was the line like? I don't appreciate you wearing my culture. Better be like SpongeBob. <laughs> I yeah, I do remember this one. I There'd be a bunch. There's a bunch. I I can't see. That's the thing. I can't think of things right off the top of my head. Oh yeah, me neither. Like I'll be like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck? The, I, like I'll just spam the fuck, and then until I actually think about it, until I think of it. But uh, yeah, there were memes, and they were good. <laughs> God bless the internet. God bless the internet because we wouldn't have memes without them. Uh do you still want to talk? Well, I mean, you don't really have a take on a cultural appropriation. I do don't. You? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, my my main message, and I just wanted to say this: just shut the fuck up and do like worry about something else. You know, a kitten could be drowning right next to you, but you'd still be blowing up over this fucking white girl wearing a dress or whatever new thing comes up in the following months. Whatever. Uh, let's move to something a little bit lighter, I guess. I think we're gonna stick with this futurism stuff. Uh, David, what do you think about the future of? AR and slash VR. For those who don't know, augmented reality and virtual reality. Or do you um, even have like? I've, what I've do you predict? The future. I think. Yes. Um, I seen like a video of where like engineers use AR or VR, one of the two, to like assemble things. You know, like if they're working on like some kind of machine, they can see all the parts and like put it together in VR and just like design things in a virtual room of like a rough like blueprint of whatever they're trying to build. And that was pretty yeah. cool. For for those who don't know the difference between augmented reality and virtual reality. Augmented reality is Pokemon Go, uh Google Glass. It's essentially anything that enhances we still have our five senses, but it it enhances our experience with those with our senses so you could have a pokemon appear right in front of you you know whether it be through your phone google glass um you could have the weather in your heads up display if you have one that kind of stuff it just enhances your perception with still your senses intact now we, we shift over to vr vr for the right now with oculus and the vive it takes away your sight and applies something else you're now you're quote unquote in a different world and it takes essentially takes away your hearing as well if you have the headphones on so you're you know you're in a different world i want to say um and that's mainly the difference i want to say like one uh changes your reality and the other one kind of like enhances it with special features Pokemon coming up out of the ground and, you know, weather and fuck if you're on a motorcycle and you have some kind of augmented reality device, it might give you your speed. Like, that was just an instance. But uh, do you think we're going to ever experience like a like a sword art full dive-esque world with VR? Uh, like how it connects to your nerves and shit? Exactly, how you can just sit in your bed, it connects to your brain, and then you can live in an online world. God, I hope not. <laughs> Why's that? That's scary, dude. I don't want anything connecting to my nervous system. Well, it's not necess- It's not your nervous system. It's not like fucking Doc Ock where something's like pins are attaching to your spine. It's just... 
I don't want to say nervous. It's just connecting to your brain. Yeah. You want something I, like that? You want a you want a device that can connect to your brain? God, think, yeah. Think about yeah. what think about what corporations can do with that kind of technology. See, that's it's like the, oh, you're playing a great game, but then they're like stealing all your memories and shit. At you know what? I don't even give a shit. If you give me a, like you know, a sword art-esque world where you can just lie in bed and fucking kill monsters. And you know what? Let me add the, if you die in real, if you die in the game, you die in real life. Sign me the fuck up. (laughs) Fuck responsibility and all that stuff. Let me kill some stuff. Let me kill some monsters. I'll be fine. If I could do that for the rest of my life, I'd be fine. You gotta eat still. You eat in real life. No, you eat in the virtual world and hope to God the person <laughs> on the other end, on the on the, the reality side, is wiping your ass and, you know, yeah. hook you up to a catheter and feeding you through a tube. You better hope that shit's happening. Ugh, God. Sign a, a sign disclaimer to all your family members. Just admit me to the hospital as I play this game. I'm not leaving. That's, that's not too leaving. much. If it was like uh, Ready Player One, I think that would be okay. I, I saw Ready Player One and... I, I just thought it was weird that everyone had this heads up. This like essentially it's VR, yeah. right? But you need to have like a treadmill, yeah, and stabilizers. Mm. Yep. And we kind of have that now with like that non. Well, it's a slippery floor, I believe. You have to wear socks. Yeah. You wear a stabilizer You've and got, like, you know a little donut thing around your waist. Yeah, exactly. We have that. I guess that's the the. The closest we have to Ready Player One, but I wasn't feeling that just because now, like, you have to move and stuff. Uh, you don't want to move. I'd rather have it be more on the sword art end, where I can just lay down, essentially go to sleep, or connect my brain to like a database or a server or whatever. But realistically, though, what do you think it's gonna be? I think like I've... engineer that engineering aspect. Like it'll get to such a level where you can really design things in great detail. I, I, I think it's more in terms of the future of AR. I uh, think we're gonna have like a Tony Stark esque. Uh, you know when he builds his Iron Man suit, the the blueprint is up on the table. He can take things out, throw in the trash can, assemble things, mm-hmm. take off the helmet. Like that's what I want for AR in terms of the, you know, the manufacturing industry. That'd be a great development for them because, you know, God knows we need a lot more Tony Stark technology in the world. Um, I don't see AR. You know, there was the Google Glass, which was kind of like AR. You know, you have like the browser, you have all that other bullshit in the glass or whatever you see in the glasses. Yeah. But and you have Pokemon Go. But I don't see AR really having a place right now. Maybe in the next fifty years, you know, where um it trans where AR can suddenly transform the whole city into something else that it's not. But I feel like the future's leaning more towards AR uh VR. Yeah. With with the with the you, you arrival know, of Oculus Rift and the Vive and stuff. Yeah, you know those video games, they're just gonna get better. You know, oh yeah. More accurate, the vid- visuals are gonna be better. And uh, hopefully that spills over to porn. There, there is that's that type of thing. I saw it was like a Japanese, uh, Japanese people made it. It's essentially you wear a VR headset 
mm-hmm. and you attach something to your dick. <laughs> and it's essentially, you know, if fucking anime girl is jacking you off, you, that thing on your dick now has the the sensations on it. And it's really, it's really fucking weird. The Japanese people make weird ass shit. Or like that, uh, what was it, $10,000 sex robot? Uh, I don't know why Dude, you that, would ever have a $10,000 sex robot. That's the I don't know why you have a $10,000 sex robot. And that's why the Japanese people are not having sex. Because now they're making these alternatives to... Why have social interaction when you can have a real doll at home that fucks you and loves you, you know? Dude, that's great. That's I, an epidemic. Dude, that's... that's the solution to our overpopulation problem. Yeah, and... No infinity gauntlet. But when would we learn to give it up when we're, now we're suddenly underpopulated? I don't know. <laughs> unless we... Unless, for some reason, all the Japanese people, because they're ages ahead of us, they decide to fly off into space and leave Earth and leaving no <laughs> Japanese people behind. <laughs> I mean, if you combine that with, like, increasing uh, AI... You'd probably have you'd probably have a girlfriend better than any real girlfriend that you could ever get. Next thing you know, the if we go down that path, there'd be no females left. <laughs> nah, there'd be females left. It'll be like a Rick and Morty. Oh, there's just take the semen from that robot and take it to the women. I now I'm imagining like nobody having sex at all. Human on human contact because everyone's just banging their AI at home. <laughs> Husband and wife could just be in separate rooms banging their own separate AI. Oh, you know what? Let's take an as not an aside, but let's transition over something else. I guess it's kind of like augmented reality. I was watching. I want to say it's a Black Mirror uh, a year ago, and you can essentially relive your memories. Did you watch? Do you watch Black Mirror? No, I don't. Um, so let's say, um, Daphne and Nelson, right? They've had, they've been in relationships before. Daphne and Nelson are our friends. They've been in relationships before, but in, if you apply it to the black mirror atmosphere, you can relive your memories. So is it cheating if Daphne is now looking at prior memories of her having sex with other people? No. It's not cheating. Why is that? I mean, because it's happened, right? It's like if you were to go inside your own mind, just like relive it while your boyfriend's like right next to you. Like, it happened. It's not happening. Yeah, but she's still getting that. She's still getting that sensation as if it's actually happening. Uh, still though. I don't I think mean, so. I get what you mean. But you know, there are... I hope I don't know, do you do you think that is a possibility of AR where you can relive your dreams? It might not even be AR. Let's just call it technology. Do you believe that you would you want a future where you could relive your memories or your memories are logged? I mean, I wouldn't. I I don't really see the point. It's like when uh, like old married couples start complaining like, "Uh, so much better back then. He would have been a better husband or whatever." You used to do the dishes. Now you fucking you make me do the dishes. You yeah. used to tell me you loved me. <laughs> Instead of complaining you, about it, now you can just go relive it. <laughs> but at that point, is there even a need for a husband anymore? Hell yeah, dude. 
Oh, you it's, can't just live in the past all the time. Hey, you never know. You never know. So I think for the for me, the future of VR is definitely a full dive system. Um, like I've stated before, I want a Sword Art-esque world where I can just lay in bed and, you know, fucking kill some monsters as I lay on the couch. Mm. Uh, I Hopefully that happens in, like, the next, I want to say, 10, 15 years. I hope so. <laughs> I don't think so. Not know, Sword I, Art level. I, I mean, maybe not Sword Art level, but I hope that we make advances in technology where we're able to where in the field of VR where it happens where I don't mind tapping into because I haven't touched VR yet but I want my first experience with VR to be on that level because when you've had because you know when I first watched Sword I'm like this is VR right next thing you know I google it and it's like what the fuck is this I'm on a roller coaster <laughs> and I fall down you know because yeah I don't have the perception of it you yeah. know like that's not where I want VR to be right now for me to try it Granted, I've told people, uh, I've had people tell me that VR is fucking incredible. It's okay. Which I'm sure it could be. But I don't want to try it just yet. I'm waiting 20, 10, 20 years for it to happen where yeah. I can just lay on a couch. When it gets good. When it gets good. In terms of AR, there's nothing about AR right now that would entice me to try it in 10, 20, 15 years, to be honest with you. I mean, the most we have right now is fucking Pokemon Go. Right? Yeah. And it's... In the next 10, 20 years, maybe it'll... I, I Yesterday, I shit you not, I watched this another Sword Art movie, which it, it was... They left VR, and now they're in AR. So you have people, like, in designated areas what? fighting monsters. So they're using their physical bodies running out to, let's say, downtown Boston in the commons and fighting a big-ass monster with, like, 50 people hacking and slashing away. And it transforms the entire city in, from your perception. So now downtown Boston could be a post-apocalyptic world where the Hancock Tower is now in ruin. There's no grass. It's just dirt on the commons, you know. Uh fiery cars there's no more cars they're all on fire they're all catching fire on the street it through that headset it essentially transforms the entire city to look like you know whatever game you're playing right hopefully like that's the best i can think of when it comes to ar mind you my impression of vr and ar comes totally 100 percent from sword art but i hope that happens Maybe not in like um, the applications of video games, but in terms of, you know, maybe construction. Uh, like, that's the first thing that comes out of my mind, construction. You know, when like things, things look shitty, like with all the renovations and shit going, going on throughout the city, people putting up new buildings and stuff and all that. Mm -hmm. Let's say we have a headset that, you know, that everyone in their daily life lives, uh, that wears, um, and it can be like a coming soon now, like instead of like billboards that say coming soon and there's like a fucking building that could possibly, it could look like that. I would want that to be, instead of me seeing an empty lot, I want to see that building, but it's labeled coming soon. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like 
Yeah, or there's an empty spot you put on the headset, and, then. and yeah, there's a projection of what it could possibly be, right? You know, or um, I get I want to say redemption, like uh, you earn points for something for anything that you do, and everything is now operated by you know wireless data. So now, let's say I fucking help some old lady cross the street or whatever, or um, I played a video game. And now I'm collecting points for stuff and I can take my headset because everyone's wearing it and go to the cash register and redeem like a fucking free drink or whatever through that headset. You helped that you helped an old lady across the street. Hey, it was hey, it was just a, a fucking rough example. I can't <laughs> think of anything else that you could do that helps you redeem points. You work your eight hours a day, here's a free coffee. Yeah. Or stuff like that. I guess. But, I, that, I don't. That, I don't want. Tech, I, I don't want techn- that much technology in my life. To be honest, you don't want flying cars. Nah, dude. Pe- people can't drive cars while they're on the ground. Do you think that's gonna be any better in the sky? Well, maybe if we have car- some cars in the sky, then people will start nine eleven with their cars. <laughs> like, come on, man. Elon Musk did nine eleven. <laughs> they're doing uh. Uh, like underground highways now. Have you heard of that? Or like, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of it. Now that you mentioned Elon Musk, he's uh, he wanted to put um, hyperloops under whatever city. I think it was LA. To, yeah, it's so much traffic. And the residents was like, "Well, I don't want to." I I think he just wanted to have like the public's opinion on you know his plan. And the public um, was very much like, I don't want that shit under me. I'm going to feel the vibrations and all that shit. It's like, well, the Hyperloop uses magnetism. It's not touching the ground. You wouldn't even have vibrations. Which goes to show how much people actually know about the Hyperloop. (laughs) But it's like, I think some people are just so adamant about staying in their old ways that they're not open to new things. I could see something like that. Especially like a place like LA where the traffic's awful. Like yeah, my my parents went to LA like last year, and they were like the traffic was terrible. Yeah, terrible. Also, and things in LA are just so like widely spread. It could like take me forty five minutes to you know get from point A to point B, and which couldn't be applied to anywhere. But like still within, still remain within, let's say LA. But traffic is so bad, it just takes you so much longer because you're on the highway. With the help of the Hyperloop, I mean, take off half the population and put them underground, why not? So, uh, if the, let's say we're on like, the subject of technology. If there's like, this chip that they can implant into your body, that basically do everything you needed. And like a little projector was on your hand and like... It would have. It would be like the new cell phone. Would you do that? Uh, I don't know because sometimes there's that you know that weird ass projector of the keyboard, and you can just tap on the table, mm-hmm. and that's just janky as fuck. I don't know about now, but I mean, maybe if that's the way of the future, I guess I would, because like you don't want to be like that one guy with a fucking Nokia cell phone that survives a nuclear blast. I would blast. be that one guy. I mean, really? there's there's always like limits. Like, I feel like cell phones are already like invasion of privacy, 
Like all the so, all the information I mean, these companies get. I, I bet they always like they listen through your microphone, even though they say they don't. Oh, they definitely do. Sometimes I talk about some stuff and then it appears on Instagram yeah, as, as an, an ad. ad for yeah oh for my Amazon. God. I'm sure they they definitely listen because I I could be talking about getting something for my dog. Uh, and then I'll show like dog all, food, right? Yeah, is that exactly? Yeah, so that's happened. We're already at that point where I don't even care. Dude, I care. That's why I'm, I'm always careful. You're you're one of those people. Are you one of those people that like cover up their fucking webcams? I don't do that. I'm not that paranoid, but I don't know. I just don't like. I don't like them listening in on me. I feel like the the I, I'm applying the mentality of like go hard or go home. We're already being surveilled via everything messenger or, or, or location. So why not just have the government do this and that anyway, you know, as long as it like they're not fucking taking people and killing people. Yeah. You know? As long as your social security, your bank and all that is secure. Like, why do you care if someone knows your last name or what you look like? I don't know. Uh, that's just my take on it. There's just a lot of people that say like, yeah, I don't want people to know my, like, I know people that like rip off their address from like mail Yeah. and all that stuff, which I mean, that's understandable if it's like confidential stuff, but if it's just like fucking spam mail, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I like to keep some things private. I don't want everyone to know. I don't want some, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't want FBI guy listening in on me. Next, you know, ice ice taps on your window. <laughs> um, and so is it is it just a chip that essentially is a phone? Well, it'd be living in you, so it could like monitor everything. It'd be like some kind of hypothetical future, you know. Like if you're walking in to pay for something, you just like tap your hand onto the thing. So you're never really carrying anything physical, like in your pockets or whatever. I would do that. Ah, oh, god. Like just, just on, know. just on the description that you're providing, I would do that. Now it brings up. I wouldn't uh, even do those uh, ancestry tests. Uh, I wouldn't want to do that shit because I know where I come from. Do you? Fucking Did Chinese people! Chinese people are innately Chinese. We're not like white people where I can be like a hint of Greek, a hint of Italian, a hint of this. Chinese people are strictly like Chinese people. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah, but I, I think it's more for like the, you know, everyone else. But like China was never like, I don't want to say colonized, like all the other countries were. But like Japanese, if you're Japanese, you have no reason taking that fucking test because if your parents came from Japan, ain't nobody like they ain't fucking anybody else. I think I would say the same thing for like China. Like I know my family is like Chinese. My grandfather was Chinese, and you're gonna tell me magically that my grandfather's fucking parents were you know now it- half Italian and you know there's that one Italian guy that slipped through and now he's in. In my family, and I'm now like you know a tenth Italian. Like I don't think it that's gonna could happen. Be. To me. You never know, dude. It's not gonna come back 100% Chinese. Maybe. <laughs> you think so? You know what? I might have like that one hint of like fucking Eskimo from like 36 generations <laughs> back, but 
like my I guess it brings up the the thing of like cultural identity versus biological identity which I guess it'd be fun to know that I'm like now I'm like 1% fucking Anglo-Saxon white or whatever but I don't think that's gonna happen I, I, I knew I'm, I was white <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure like 100% I'm like pretty much Chinese maybe a deviation of like fucking I don't, I don't fucking know what, what, what other country is surrounding China Maybe something of that, but I'm pretty sure, like, Chinese people hadn't... Cause, because Chinese people fucking hate other races, and they even hate Chinese people. I'm sh- if they hate Chinese people, I'm pretty sure they would hate other people outside of China more. So to think that they would fuck anyone... Like, this is back then, too. You know? Back... Bef- you know, because my grandfather's been here, and my great-grandmother's been here since, like, 19-fucking-10. So I don't think so. I know the the family history up until that point. I doubt they'd be fucking anyone else that's not Chinese before nineteen hundreds. Well, yeah. But who knows? But I don't know. But I mean, going back to that that system of your arm, I would think like it make life easier. But now it brings up crimes of like now you have fucking people jumping people at night for their fucking chips and cutting it out and now using it and <laughs> cutting off the their market. arms <laughs> yeah exactly you're selling it on the black market or that's it's con, pros like that bring them lots more cons i yeah. would think but i'd have no problem with it it's like cell phones where like the you know it's a great it's a great tool but for some reason there's like articles of them causing cancer and giving away information like you know, there's so many fucking cons that bullshit people make up. To, I mean, you know, as a sign that we shouldn't be going this way. That's I don't put like anything important on my cell phone either, for that reason. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I I don't do that. So, shit. Someone asks me to Venmo them or something, one of those kind of things. But I'm like, I'm not putting my credit card or whatever that information to that app. Oh yeah, I I mean I I use Venmo whenever I have to, but I guess it's you know person by person basis. Like I'm I'm not one hundred percent trusting of the system, but I'll trust it to a degree. So I'll put my credit card information on there because you could always dispute the credit card with the credit card, uh, with the, with the bank. Mm-hmm. You know, so there are safeguards. But if I'm completely like putting myself out there, I wouldn't do it. But yeah, anyway. Good talk. Good talk. <laughs> Good talk. Good talk. Uh, I'm kind of wiped out right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I think, uh, here's my thing. Uh, like, after an hour, I just, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I guess we'll end this now. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, a quick, a quick uh, correction on the last podcast. I provide the wrong email. It's the T H E Breathe Easy Podcast at Gmail. Uh, last week I omitted the the. So if anyone, I doubt anyone actually sent anything. Uh, now we have the right email on file. So if, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, if you wanna, you know, ask us about how you wipe your ass, I'm pretty sure David will gladly answer that for you. Oh yeah, I was actually thinking want. of doing that as a subject. Wiping your ass? Yeah. Do you, do you wipe back to front or front to back? Do you uh, wipe sitting up, 
or standing up? I lean. I sit down. I lean forward. I do bottom to top. Bottom to yes, as do I. I think it's weird if you do top to bottom. Yeah, that is now weird. you just now because now you'll have like dingleberries and you're pushing it to your fucking yeah, sack. And exactly, that, you have like weird. shit under your ball sack. Who does yeah, that's that? That's weird. You know what? Send us an email if you do white from top to bottom. <laughs> uh, we want to know who all the weirdos are. Yeah, okay? and how clean your balls and or well, women shouldn't be doing that. That's how you get infections, right? Yes. So. As noted, wipe from bottom to top. Wipe, go, start at the your asshole and wipe up mm-hmm. towards your back. Yep. Not towards your balls or your vagina because you might get an infection. Also, um, I used to not do this, but uh, I use wet wipes. I just recently bought those. It's, it's, it's a good way to finish up. It's like I a recently final bought that. Yeah, I heard they're really good. I haven't used it yet, but I just have it sitting on my toilet right now. What wipes? Because toilet paper can only do so much. You need you need something to really get that extra bit. And I'm not even gonna lie. Sometimes when I wipe my ass, I don't know. I, I, maybe I wipe too hard, but my asshole kind of feels chafed sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why I bought those wet wipes. So yeah, if you have any questions that you want to ask us or comments that you saying we suck with the greatest or whatever shoot them at <laughs> the, the breathe easy podcast at gmail.com so uh again sign uh, off now? just uh if anyone does listen next uh next episode we have a special guest uh his name's billy you're really gonna enjoy him yeah because he's pretty fucking dumb yeah when i say special i i really do mean special like special ed yeah like he's straight up retarded <laughs> just to set, set it straight he's borderline like he might have asperger's or something who knows he, he has the tism <laughs> the tism so anyway we'll be signing off here uh i've been jeremy and this has been david david say bye bye <laughs> <laughs> and this has been the breathe easy podcast bye bye